Let's swim to the bottom of the ocean. We'll be rich. Hey, it's AJ Knight of VFX. Good Thursday morning. Now, look, I was just reading the other day. There's a woman in, I want to say Dallas, but I'm pretty sure Texas as a whole, that dumpster dives and has made like 19 grand just finding stuff, keeping some of it, and then selling a bunch of it, just going through people's trash. And we're talking about like dumpster diving while not an eloquent name, and maybe when you get ideas of it, not eloquent in practice. If you can find something useful without really upsetting the balance of someone's privacy in terms of their trash, good on you, right? I mean, if I'm throwing it away and you can find use out of it, yeah, I could be frustrated, but at the end of the day, I didn't find use in it. So instead, let's take all of the stereotypes and connotations away from dumpster diving, and let's go to the bottom of the ocean, where currently right now, there are 4,000 Porsches, Lamborghinis, Bentleys, and more. Because there was a crew, there was a cargo ship last week that caught on fire, and they abandoned the crew. It was so bad, they took everyone off of it, and all the cars sank. 4,000 luxury cars from Europe sank as the Portuguese Navy rescued all the crew members. Now, in all honesty, we might be doing the environment a favor because, like, it's a huge environmental mess because the ship was carrying 2,000 metric tons of fuel, another 2,000 metric tons of oil, and that's not good to be in the ocean. I also can't imagine it's good for Lamborghinis and stuff to be in the ocean. So... Let us go diving in the ocean to find some vehicles. Who wants the necklace from the Titanic? Nobody wants the heart of the ocean. Let's go get us a Lambo and bring that one home. And then be like, uh, uh, found it. Definitely found it. I, can you, there's people online that are, of course, complaining about the fact that they don't get their luxury car. And it sucks. Don't get me wrong. I don't know. I don't even know how, how you explain that one. I ordered something in mail that was supposed to be here in like two days. And now it's on a week and a half. And, you know, I'm sure I'll get the, well, you know, delivery post-COVID and they're not wrong or whatever. <laughs> like, um, So there was an issue. With de- it's going to be delayed. Why is it going to be delayed? I don't know how to say this, but, like, our boat is on fire. So, like, you, we may have to do this all over again because it, it may not even make it to land. Wait, what? You, just, I promise you, we're going to figure out your Lambo thing. But, like, if you really want the one you want, you better take some scuba lessons, scuba Steve, and get down there. <laughs> I mean, just wow, right? So, I'm not, I always get, I hear those stories, the lady makes $19,000 off dumpster diving, I think, maybe, just maybe, and then some stupid part of me, the part of me that's still too hoity-toity goes, no, we can't do that, it's embarrassing. But like, at the end of the day, you make $19,000, who's really going to, who cares? Like, oh, you did that, did it? I'm going to laugh to the bank with my nineteen grand. Just like you go down to the ocean, I'm going to laugh to the bank while driving a Malambo. Coming up, dumb rules of work, because we all have them. Working's a lot like dating. It's generally a horror story, and hopefully eventually you find one. It doesn't take you too long to find the perfect fit, right? AJ Knight on VFX this morning. Uh, and so, frankly, I, because of that, right, you're going to have a lot of dating stories and a lot of work stories as you go along that are going to be nightmare stories that are like, oh my gosh, it's miserable, but now that you're out of it, it's fun to share. So what was your work dumb rule? 68255, the number to text. Start your text with VFX. Because all honesty, I was thinking about it. I have a ton of complaints here because, I mean, that's why I'm here. Five plus years and counting. But that's not to say along the way I didn't. For instance, when I was in New Mexico, bottom of New Mexico, mind you, bottom of New Mexico, desert, 115 in the summer, miserable. 
And then it's compounded by the fact that the company's like, oh, yeah, so you can't wear T-shirts and you can't wear shorts. So now I'm driving to work in jeans and a polo for a radio station, and the windows are rolled up because it's desert, so it gets very dusty, and it's just hot, and it's 100, and I'm just sweating bullets until I can get into the building, sweating bullets, and I was like, this is miserable. We're in the middle of the desert. I'm coming in to sit in a building for five hours. Let me just have some shorts on. And so, you know, that's, I can play about, I say that's worse because of just the sheer temperature torture. Friend of mine who worked in retail said that uh, they had to wear heels or dress shoes and they had to require, they were required to wear them the entire time. They stay on their feet six to eight hours. Not only that, they had to buy the stuff that was in the store with, with very minimal discount. So she put it there averaging about a hundred dollars an item while she was making not very much as a job early on in her career. And you're like, oh, this is a slightly higher end store. No, not worth it. And I was like, well, the buying thing you got me on, because at least I was sitting down, I could wear whatever I wanted on my feet. I couldn't, it couldn't be open. I wore flip flops one time. I had to have to go meeting with a GM. And I'm like, I'm sitting in a building and no one is seeing me. Oh my gosh, you're telling me that I, I, I hate dress code is always going to be one of my bugaboos. But what was, what was uh, one of your work dumb rules? One of the things you're like, this is really. Really, this is the case? Um, <laughs> we got a text message coming in, 68255, the number text, start your tech, text. I used to work at a major theme park uh, until not that long ago. One rule is we could not have hair ties on our wrists. I work outside. Summer temperatures were mid to high 90s most days. I once handled a situation where a guest had a medical emergency. My manager complimented me on how I handled it, saying, great job, but take that hair tie off your wrist. I don't have to keep reminding you. We had sent someone off on a stretcher and they wanted to focus on my wrist. <laughs> Good Lord. How about kudos for, I mean, selfishly, right? Kate, you say getting us a good pub for the park for doing the right thing. And that really the hair tie, that's clearly limiting your job. Look, I get, I don't actually, I don't get the dress code thing, but like all three of us now have a dress code. What is like, what, what is it really taking away here? What is it really taking away? What is your work dumb rule? 68255, the number to text. Start your text with VFX. Anytime you want to be on the uh, VFX morning show with AJ Knight. Uh, speaking of your phone, figured out yesterday, maybe just maybe we shouldn't look at our partner's phones. Not because we're hiding something, but because it's an unmitigated nightmare of disaster. And it just gives me anxiety to look at when it comes to organization. Yes, have transparency with your partner. I want to see your phone, you see mine, whatever it is. I know your password, you know my password, but good gosh, do you have to resist the urge to get in there and go, okay, this is a nightmare, we need to clean this up. <sighs> AJ Knight on VFX, Gold's Gym, debated eight. The other day, I was using my girlfriend's phone to just Google something because hers was in quick reach, and I shouldn't be surprised, but it just it hit me again. So I... I don't have an iPhone, and I know you can do, like, little groupings there and, like, little folders, right? So I just got the Android, right? So all my apps, the main ones, are on my screen. And they're organized. Like, front page is social media stuff. Second page is combination of sports and travel stuff because they're kind of interlinked. And then, like, my third page is, like, all my financial stuff, right? My banking apps and all that. And they're all in a very organized area so that they're grouped together. They're easy to find. And anything else, right, you just go to the big collection of apps, Girlfriend, just all of it. She didn't put them on the page or whatever. They're just all over the place. Like finding Google Maps yesterday. Unmitigated nightmare. Unmitigated nightmare. And then, okay. Am I the best at reading emails? No, 
Ask anyone at work. They will tell you that. However, generally the issue is, is that I don't like looking at the notification. Like the bar across the top right was like, you got a Facebook message and an email, and here's a comment, and Uber Eats wants you to come hang out with them because that one pushes notifications like three times a day. I, can't, I clear them out. I clear them out because I can't stand them. That's usually why emails get lost to shuffle because I can't stand Ashley, my girlfriend, at any given time will have like 50 notifications. And I've asked her multiple times, like, why do you do Like, that's so how? Why do you do that? I can't look at it. It's a nightmare. And she goes, so I don't forget them, which is good. But like, she signed up for all these push notifications. I'm like, do you really need those? Like, I mean, if they're just constantly building up until your phone's like, hey, bro, like, I can't hold anymore, man. I'm just going to, I'm going to send this one out. And I hope you find it, but I can't hang on to this. Like, no, it legitimately gives me a bit of anxiety to have a bunch of notifications and my phone knows this. So when I like wake up from a nap, I'll set it down for two hours, right? It charges, whatever. And I'll come up. My phone's like, did you see this tweet? I'm like, I don't even follow that person. Did you see this tweet? Like, why are we doing this? Stop it. Oh, push notifications will, will maybe one day be the death of me, but look to each their own. You know, I can see your phone. You see mine when you know each other's passwords. But can you just, can you just organize it a little bit? Can it just not be an unmitigated notification nightmare for just, just a little bit? Just swipe so. I just, I, I get the feeling now, or I understand the feeling of like when I'm in where Ashley and I are in the shower, and all of a sudden I feel that pain in my back because she sees that pimple she's got to pop. I get it now. I see your notification. I'm like, just gotta swipe. Just let me swipe some of them away. Just a few of them. Look, there's some you don't need here. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. It makes me feel nuts because it just, it drives me bonkers. And for her, it's just, she sits there and stands. There's notification, notification, notification. I haven't, like she sleeps like a rock and a much harder sleeper than me. I mean, I just one of these times, just like, I got to do it. Just open her phone and be like, that's not important. That's not important. Oh, it's just, oh, just, I got to replicate that high. It feels so good to clear some of her notifications out. I'm do I'm helping her. I'm helping her. <laughs> Uh, there's no helping when it comes to Florida not. We've got uh, dug up ashes and karaoke arrest resistance. I know, I know. You and my favorite Florida not story this week is the goat cop because the goat is, is a hero. Let's stop talking about Puxtani Phil and honor the goat that chased down a criminal. If you missed that, check out the Florida not podcast where any, anywhere podcasts are. It was uh, yesterday's story. HDI.VFX, but it's a new day, which means, of course, there's more stupidity that comes out because there's never a day where you're like, Oh, the sun has risen. Is there more dumb criminals? Yes, there is. Of course there is. So, one is from Florida, one isn't, because most of the dumb criminal stories are from Florida. They're so easy to find. Which question is which one? Story number one, a man had an active warrant for him. Cops found him in a bar and told him why they were there. And then, to avoid it, he sang karaoke. Because, of course, power of music will compel anyone to not arrest you. Duh. Nah. Story number two. A woman hired two guys to dig up her ex-boyfriend's ashes and then got caught because she left the herb sitting on her table and her probation officer saw it. Tell me you hate your ex-boyfriend. Or maybe love. I mean, this, this one kind of, I think, could go either way. But tell me you, you just need to see your ex-boyfriend without telling me you need to see your ex-boyfriend. Why? Why? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's ironic yesterday in the after show, we got into what our last song would be. Like if you, you know, last meal and you get to play one to have to go out to your soundtrack to your death. 
what it would be. And then here in Florida, not some dude was like, oh, no, I'm going to get arrested. Karaoke, the power of music will save me from going to jail. AJ died on VFX. It's Florida, not story. Number one, a man had an active warrant was in a bar when cops showed up and were like, hey, man, we come to get you. You've got this and this and this. Uh, he had multiple like domestic disputes. And then he was like, oh, but it's my turn on the karaoke. So you're going to have to wait. And so the question is, did he sing then the rise and fall of Bossa Nova, which is what we found out yesterday's song that's like 13 and a half hours long? I'm going to guess no. I think he was going to try and sway him with his golden pipes, maybe uh, <laughs> some Bon Jovi, maybe, maybe. Uh, no, no confirmation one way or the other if he, A, got to finish his song, whatever he picked, and B, what he finished, which is details we all need to know. Story number two, a woman hired two guys to dig up her ex-boyfriend's ashes. And then, while she was at home, her probation officer came over because it's suspected but couldn't be proved that she actually might have been involved with her ex-boyfriend's death. Might have been. Though, uh, they were pretty sure that she had stolen the ashes as well. Again, couldn't figure it out. And then the probation officer did all the detective work to see it just sitting out, figured it out, and she was arrested. It was sitting on a table at her house when her probation officer came over. Look, I've never had a probation officer. I've never been arrested. But I would think, I would think that if you were doing something you know is illegal, like, I don't know, stealing a person's ashes sounds pretty illegal, you would have, like, a list of, a checklist, right? A mental checklist of things where you're like, okay, what do I got to do? I'm going to put that away. I got to definitely move that. Idiot. Absolute idiot. So, luckily, they were able to be returned and she went to jail. Thank goodness. Now, the question ultimately is, which one of these is from Florida and which one isn't? Because, of course, Florida is the home of the original dumb cop. And the thing is, the stupidest one, I, I you know, I would listen to an argument for the karaoke. But, hey, man, if you just you had a song in your heart and you wanted to jam one more time, I don't know that cops would necessarily. And it seemed like, based on the story, again, not confirmed if you got to finish the song, they were going to let him have his because as long as he didn't get away. You maybe just get to have a moment, maybe go out in a standing O. Uh, the lady stealing the ashes, one, why? Two, they were on the table when her probation officer came out. Like, it's hard not to say that is the dumbest thing because there's no rhyme or reason to why, and then just to biff up that badly. Like, really? Unfortunately, <laughs> probation ladies from Pennsylvania. Karaoke man was from Florida. Is it possible? Is it possible we're seeing a taming of Florida dumb criminals? I'm going to say no, but I'll put it out there. Florida not on VFX. Uh, speaking of, let's be polite here. Let's downplay this because nobody's going to jail. Inconvenient and annoying parking. Crim- I can't call them criminals. In- 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 annoying and inconveniences. How about that? Parkner to be voted because today is technically the last day. The votes go final tomorrow. Now, fresh off of Florida, not with actual criminals on VFX. It begrudging me, begrudgingly, it's tough to say, not necessarily criminals. So nominee number one. Okay, can we be honest? A fine or some, a ticket for sure, obviously. But they're parked in not only a special deed spot, but they're parked in a stripy rectangle. Half their car in one, half the car in the other. There's no pass. More importantly, they backed into it. And look, I'm not one of those people who thinks it's a tool move to back in. There are a lot of people who do. But this is a tool move. Like, they backed into those spots at the front of the store when no one is there. 
You can see the parking lot looks super abandoned. Nobody is there. And they're like, I got to take this front spot, even though I don't need it. Like, ugh. that's that's criminal activity right there. It's criminal attitude. That's for sure. Nominee number two, sir, can I talk to you about your spot? Is uh, there's an SUV that is parked correctly. And right next to it's a stripey triangle, which another SUV has just rolled right into it. It looks like it's just leaning over to him. Like, hey, man. Your car's extended warranty expired. I'm here to talk to you about that. Just no regard whatsoever for the parking lot. And the fact is the space next to the SUV that is parked correctly looks like it's open. And so this person clearly, because the doorway is right there, which is like, I'm just going to pull up real fast because I just got to run in real fast. I mean, that's the only reason bad parking ever happens is because someone just got an error and they've got to run and it's going to take only two seconds, AJ. Only two seconds. So like, this is totally fine. I can park illegally. It's two seconds. Look. I've got to run a quick air, and I can run a red light. It's only going to take two seconds. That's fine. It's fine. No, it's not. Tomorrow we find out who is the worst this week in Cash Valley, so make sure you vote. It's pinned at the top of our Facebook page, Utah's VFX, and, of course, submit your Park Narc nominees, Utah's VFX, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So from actual criminals in Florida not to probably should be considered criminals in Park Narcs too, I'm not sure I should call the cops. I have a track record of not doing so when it comes to disturbances, and I think I'm in the wrong. When do you call your cops on your neighbors? Now, of course, AJ Knight operates under the premise that snitches get stitches, but that's not actually the reason I didn't call the cops. The question is, like, when do you feel justified in doing so? AJ Knight of VFX. So uh, I live in a triplex, and probably half a year, it's so hard to keep track of time post-pandemic, half a year or so ago, my, one of my neighbors was in a bad breakup and was a little bit concerned, so asked Ashley and I, my girlfriend, to keep an eye on her place just to see if an ex of hers wandered back around and to give her a heads up. No problem. Not getting involved, but, you know, if you just want a simple heads up, I can do that. Well, I can't say for sure that that's who showed up. All I know is that their front door is right next to our bedroom window, and there was some shouting going on last night. Nothing language-wise to agree. Just got to give them kudos. They kept it in check, and I think ultimately that's why I didn't call. But they were going at it for good 20 minutes. And then I was like, do, do I call the cops? Because, like, I don't want to wander out there and get involved because I don't know what's going on. I don't want to pick sides. I also don't want to get punched in the face. So just call cops to take care of it. And they're like, well, I, don't, I don't know that I want to get them in trouble if this is just, like, the cathartic, like, I yell, you yell. We get it out of our system. We're probably done with it, and then we move on. And so I, I didn't do it. I didn't. And I, I'm looking back and I'm like, should I have? Is it just like not my problem? And then to make sure nothing ever happens, right? There's no way it could be like, oh, this went awry and I had an opportunity to do so because I, I would feel terrible then. And the question is like, when did you call the cops on neighbors, neighborhood, whatever? Emmy's on the phone. Help me out, Emmy. What, when, when did you call? So I saw someone go into their backyard oh, and yeah. I thought it was yeah, an yeah. intruder of some sort. So... I I called the police, right. and as luck would have it, my neighbor uh, wasn't so faithful. The police said the person was a friend of my neighbor's, and I just I let it go. I didn't want to make things more awkward than they had to be. <laughs> okay, so obviously, I mean, not at fault whatsoever. Because yeah, like at the beginning, like yeah, call the cops. Like that's that's terrifying. Call them, and then you made it way worse. But I mean, you know, you're dumb enough to cheat. I guess you're dumb enough to get caught. Oh. <laughs> Wow. Um, 
Good to know. I, I got to be honest. I got to level with you, Emmy. So because I swear to you, I'm not spying, but because my neighbor's front door is by our window, we see people come in and out. Honestly, we've kind of gone the other way and we just assume that's what it is. So if a would-be robber were to show up, I, I don't know that I'd call the cops out either. I'm right back to square one again. Uh, Brandon's on the phone. Brandon, when did you call the cops? My neighbor's teenage son threw a party while he was out of town. God, there must have been 100 people at the house. And it's a Tuesday night. It's like 11 o'clock. People are out in the streets, in the yard, cars parked all over, people puking and carrying on, fighting. It was mayhem. It was a crazy party. (laughs) It was 11 p.m. on a Tuesday. (laughs) So I called the cops. And I told them. And I broke that party up. They came on in there. And you know what? By about 1130, it was pretty quiet out there. Okay. I was going to say no, Brandon, but the fighting, that's, that's a bit extreme. That's a bit extreme. And also, I may sound like my dad, but 11 o'clock on a Tuesday, like, let's be realistic. It's a Tuesday. Like, we ain't going up on a Tuesday. We all got stuff to do tomorrow morning. It's a work night. Uh, you know, another example of where I should have called the cops and I didn't. When I was in college, one of my first apartments, we had a landing and then there were four doors, right? Two across from each other. And that was the floor for our apartment. And one night... My caddy corner neighbors had a party, but they didn't have them all in their apartment. They had the door wide open, and there were like 20 people that had spilled out of the landing. And so I'm hearing everything, and I'm opening the door and just glaring at them, trying to get the message, like, please go inside or go away. And they didn't, and it went on for like two hours. Brandon, if I had you as a friend, I would have called the cops and at least gotten them to to go inside because it's just so annoying. But I can't. I need to be assertive. When in doubt, if you think there's trouble... I wanted to say that so I don't get in trouble. Call the cops. Clearly, that's what we're at. And, you know, as long as you have the best intentions, not spiteful. Brandon's a little bit questionable there for a second. As long as I'm not spiteful, you're trying to do what you can to help. You know, when you do call the cops, when your kid disappears, there's a crazy story about a kid who got on a plane by himself, flew 1,700 miles. But he's not alone in doing crazy stuff as a kid, right? Kids are definitely smarter now than they have been each successive generation. They just learn so much quicker. But still, someone explain to me how a nine-year-old flies 1,700 miles by themselves. AJ Knight on VFX happened this weekend. A nine-year-old in Brazil ran away, snuck onto a flight at a nearby airport, flew 1,700 miles to visit family, and the mom had no idea what was happening until 10 p.m. that night when the cops called to, or the airport called and said to we figured it out. He's all right. Like, how? How did he do that? I, I, who, who is the employee? Who are the who are the soon to be former employees who are like, ah, yes, the nine year old has a ticket by himself and no guardian. This is okay. Please, the sir, follow us. How? That being said, that is nuts. Absolutely nuts. The question is, what was the crazy thing that you did? As a kid, because I actually, I I can't, I can't compete with 1700 miles. I actually one time got in an argument with my mom and we were driving and as she pulled up to a stoplight, decided this is enough. And I was probably about 12 and legitimately just opened the door and walked. Like I just rolled out and walked and she had to go because the light had turned green. So she couldn't do anything. So she was in the flow of traffic. And then I proceeded to walk up five miles. Nah, that's too much. Two miles to my dad's house. Where she found me, and I was like, absolutely not. So I did I did a run away once upon a time. Oh, that was pretty obvious which way we were going because we were on my dad's side of town. Um, actually, along those same lines, <laughs> this one is more... When I was way too old to have done this, I had a nickel, and I was just 
spin it in my fingers and run around, just whatever, just anxious stuff. And for whatever reason, and I cannot tell you why, I got the genius idea. I was like, I'm going to see if this fits in my nose. And I did. And you shouldn't do that because then when you breathe, it can go into your sinuses or up towards them at least. And then you panic because you're like, I'm way too old to have to explain this. I don't know what I'm going to have to do because I have a nickel stuck in my nose right now. Luckily, eventually, you're able to calm down and then the nickel comes out and you take it out and you never acknowledge that ever again until you get a radio show. And then you say, hey, this one time, this happened. (laughs) 68255, your number to text, of course, start your text VFX. Here's when I came in. When I was a kid, we used a wood-burning stove. One day after school, I wanted to start a fire, so I threw some gasoline in it, and there were embers from the morning. I blew the top of the outside pipe, solid cement. Okay, I bet you meet fire with water. One time, I walked home from school, and my friends had come with me because my my house at that time was like two blocks away, and we were just hanging out. And you know how kids are—they're idiots. We we decided we're gonna have a squirt gun fight, but it very quickly came to uh, in the house, and then someone got the hose out from the back door because it was not a very big house, and then they left, and I was like. I'll take care of this. And then as I was trying to settle up, I knew that this was not going to go well. And that is, I think, one of maybe three times I've heard all four of my names. First, both middles and last. And yeah, warranted. Mm, that mm. <laughs> I still remember the belt from that one. Uh, <laughs> kids are crazy. Parents check on them periodically. I'm still not in support of the spyware. Like my sister had that happen to her. My mom tapped her phone or whatever. Like, not about that. But keeping an eye on them, I think definitely the way to go. But the kid being able to get on a plane by himself doesn't seem like a nowadays thing. It seems like an old days thing. So the question is, how have things changed? Especially in dating. Condolences, well wishes, good vibes, thoughts and prayers, manifestation, whatever you need. If you're single right now, I send it all to you. AJ Knight on VFX. The reason why, so I have friends that are single and talking to them, giving them advice, hearing their stories. I can't help but to one, be thankful that that's not the case for me, but two, at times reflect, right? Because you got to, it evolves. You want to give the best advice possible. And of course, advice generally comes from personal experience. However, Ashley and I have been dating for five years coming up this summer and so it had been a minute since i've been in the dating game and yeah the other night i was thinking about it talking to a friend of mine who went on a date and then wasn't it wasn't a great date not going to see each other again and told that they spent the entire time watching tiktok videos now someone who grew up with youtube i'm not knocking that but i was like maybe the date you know there was awkward or whatever because that comes with every date maybe just maybe you might have a little bit better chance if you had had a bit of a conversation. Maybe there was something there. You just had to plow through a little bit. But I don't know. There might have been something. But I'm curious. I'm sure plenty of other people have reflected just a little bit. Like, how have you seen dating change from, like, when you were, like, seriously into it and maybe now you're not? Or just over the course, even if you're still single, you've seen it change over, let's say, the last decade. Phil's on the line. Phil, what have you seen? It's funny. You know, I was I was out to dinner with my wife, and we spent – the whole meal talking to each other, right? Like, because that's what you do. And at the very next table, there was this young couple, and they had their faces in their phones the entire time. I don't think they said more than two words to each other. Okay, so you saw that. Can't knock that. Can I, can we, 
can we clarify that this is not just a young people trait? Like, I will tell you right now, my old roommate is a year older than me. He is one of the worst when it comes to being attentive in the room. So I concede. I concede he's bad about it. However, I will tell you also very high on that list, my dad is atrocious about getting off his phone. And, you know, just for clarity's sake, in case it's not clear, he's not younger than I am or the same age. So, but... Yeah, I, the art of conversation. I gotta tell you, I, I fall into this rut a little bit too. If I, my piece of advice, go for a drive. Ashley and I, some of our my favorite conversations, we just go for a drive. And of course, you listen to music and stretch. You got a little bit of a long drive. Ours are road trips generally, but it's so nice. You kind of just get away from everything, and you just kind of feel like your shoulders unslump a little bit. And just some of the best conversations, I would add for that. Uh, Kaylin also on the phone. Okay, Kaylin, what have you seen change? I mean, like, honestly, social media has changed, like, the whole dating game up. You know, you can, like, stalk the person, you know, learn everything about them before the first date. So it's kind of creepy if you really think about it. But, yeah, I don't know. Kaylin, a woman after my own heart. Yes. I've had this conversation so many times. More history, more mystery. Which way do you flow? And for me, it's mystery because part of it, like, if you think about it, the idea of getting to know someone through the, through social media early on is to determine if you like them. But one of the downsides of it is, is it kind of takes out the conversation because small talk is somewhat boring. But if you already learn a bunch of that stuff, it's it's. I don't think anybody early on in dating is going to skip the level of conversation a couple levels. So you kind of, I think, sell yourself short when it comes to learning about that person in like general excitement. I completely agree with that. Still, uh, not still, sorry. To this day, if I was, no. I, maybe a few things you'd flip through to see what they're interested in to have some things to quip about, but ultimately, no. Mystery. Bring on the mystery so it can just be organic. Conversation, though, obviously the center at both of these things. Conversation, speaking of which, a good hypothetical one to have a discussion is post-pandemic, what have changed? I tell you, the pandemic can tell us whether or not you were a good driver, and apparently our ears got a little bit more sensitive. A mind-blowing statistic for you. Would you like to guess which way driving fatalities went during the beginning of the pandemic, like when we were locked down? If you guessed up, you'd be correct. And also, weirdly, why did you guess that? It's Gold's Gym Debate at 8 with the AJ Knight on VFX. They did, in fact, when lockdown was happening in this country, and people were definitely not on the road, right? Nobody was out there. Fatalities and accidents went up. The reason why, driving during the pandemic told us everything we need to know about you. You don't care about other people while driving. Now you can say, I had places to go and all that, and there are definitely valid excuses. However, the study found, because AAA polled, that the pandemic people who drove during the lockdown were the riskier drivers. So they liked to speed. They liked to tailgate. They liked to do all that. They did wall inebriate. Like, that was a consistent Matching quality among all of those people, which is legitimately terrifying. And I got to tell you, again, while there are valid excuses, I think there's more that you could add to the list. How about this? If you drive through the canyon, albeit, again, there are caveats, but if you drive through the canyon during terrible weather, might also be on that list. I remember, so very early on when I moved here to Utah, Ashley and I had tickets to be January, February. We were going to go see the University of Utah play. I want to say it was Oregon, who was like super highly ranked. It was a huge game. And it snowed 
and we decided we did not feel comfortable driving through the canyon. We've had some, I don't want to say close calls, some uh, questionable, we're like, ah! So we decided not to. So I, I asked the next day, okay, so has anybody ever did this? And so many people were not only like, oh, man, nothing would stop me, but they were like beating their chest about the ridiculous conditions they've driven in. And look, if you make it through and you're proud about it, that's one thing. If you actively choose to put yourself in a bad situation and you come out, that's more luck than anything. And Excuse me, sir. Back it down. Back it down. I got another one for you. If you drive at dark or when, like, it is so gray out and snowing and or raining, you don't turn your lights on, you are also in this group. I don't know that we need to beat this horse to death anymore, but look, Utah, you have a serious issue with, well, I can see you. It's fine. I can't see you, sir, and that's the problem. It's great that you could see me. You could see me crash in. You could, I can't see you. Turn on your freaking lights. At the end of the day, unless you got automatics, again, there's caveats to all these, but unless you got automatics, why, why is it so difficult to go whoop, whoop, twist that twice and have it on? What inconvenience is it having on your life whatsoever? So one thing the pandemic told us is the fact that you drove during it. You're probably a risky driver, borderline terrible driver, and probably have appeared on Parknarks at least once. But that's not the only thing the pandemic did. See, because then we were locked in in isolation. Those of us who weren't reckless drivers just started going around places and deciding, eh, who cares what happens? I need to be out and about. Also, apparently made us older. Because as they say, if you think the music's too loud, bad news, you're old. Pandemic made that. Will you please indulge me on a little bit of hypocrisy, please? AJ not on VFX for the Goals Gym debate today because I will acknowledge my girlfriend Ashley listens to music entirely too loud. And there's a difference. Let's be clear, right? There's a difference between past self screwing over future self and what she listens to. Because, of course, like you get home, right? You're in that mood. You're going home. You're feeling good. You're rocking out. It's loud. And then you forget to turn it down. And then and then future you is like, oh, my gosh, past self. Like, we ain't going to be deaf. And you turn it down. No, 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 no. So there's that level of volume, and then Ashley's definitely a step above that, like, constantly. So she listens to music way too loud. If I could indulge in some hypocrisy, though, while we're talking about the pandemic, another interesting stat from this pandemic is almost almost half of people say the pandemic made them more sensitive to loud music. Now, on one hand, right, lockdown, all that, a lot of time to ourselves, a lot of quiet sitting and all that in general. However, I would say no. I don't think so. I know what the survey says, 43% of people, oh, the pandemic made me more sensitive to loud music, but how else were you dealing with it? Like the entertainment at home, the video games and stuff like that, it had to be just cranked just, just, just a smidge higher, right? There's no way that it wasn't. So I would say absolutely not. On top of that, very important, and this is another reason to just absolutely crank it up, according to a study in China, Instead of taking painkillers or any of that, nostalgia also works because it's good for your brain, the serotonin and all that. So turn it up. Turn it all the way up. I don't care what the pandemic, they ain't going to win and make me turn down my music. <laughs> uh, while along those stats, can I also say 60% of people said they would wear earplugs, but they think they'll be judged for doing so. And yes, I got to be honest. Yes. Like do what's best for you. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah, I might be a little bit snarky off to the side if I see you with airplugs. I I, I got I to level with you. I honestly, honestly have thought about bringing them to concerts before, especially when we get the better seats for some of the shows we really want to go to. 
but you, you just can't. I've thought about it. I've thought about it, but you can't. And it's honestly the, that reason. So yes, I'm going to judge you. And yes, I might also, I might also uh, wear them if I wasn't going to be. So both sides of that one completely agree. Speaking of loss of hearing. So the running gag forever is that I couldn't hear because I couldn't like, I remember producer butters and I hung out one time several years ago and he came over to my house and I, I, we were sitting like right in front of the TV cause we were playing video games and we were showing each other the stupid YouTube videos that we think are the best ones. And I had that sucker cranked all the way up. And he was like, are you, I, I was like, I can't hear it. Turns out by the way, I just a buildup of earwax. I had to have cleaned out. Um, but I, I, I've never asked him totally like it was just running gag cause we acknowledge it. Then it's, then it's okay to talk about it. But I'm kind of curious if along the way he was like, man, like we're the same age. Like what did this dude do to this? Is this what working in radio does to your ears? Like, cause I don't know that I like this. I don't know that I like this. And ironically enough, I, I made a lot of people very upset cause they apparently would say something to me and I would just, I couldn't hear them. Conveniently. It was annoying to give up that excuse in all honesty, but no, Pandemic, I don't care what the survey says. We are not more sensitive to loud music. If anything, we need more loud music. I'm very staunchly, staunchly in the camp of still not turning down the loud music because as try as I might, I won't turn into my parents, except when I notice that I already have. And I'm sure the rest of us have too. I am my father's son, and I am dealing with it mostly okay. AJ Knight on VFX, because all of us strike out to set on our own path, right? We're going to be our own individual. But genetics and nurture versus nature and all that stuff is inevitably going to play at least some kind of role in it. And maybe just maybe it won't be too glass shattering and knock you on your butt when you realize it. Look, I don't want to give up. 100% do not want to give up my seasons card. I like the seasons. I do, in fact, like snow. But one of the things, each year, you can tell the intensity and my dad's complaint about the weather living in Indiana and dealing specifically with winter. It just ratchets up just a little bit more. 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 And I'm, I'm starting to feel that. I, Utah, you're beautiful. It, I don't want to lose my I do love the snow. But, like, can we shrink it down to, as opposed to, like, half the year, two weeks, month, maybe? Like, beautiful Christmas, early January. For the effect, and then we'll call it good. <laughs> as dumb as that one is. So I remember being told once, I think it's true, I'm not sure, that you can save a little bit on your electricity bill if you unplug outlets you're not using. Right? So if you have things plugged in, they maintain at least a small semblance of charge up. So if you unplug them, I have become that and the light. Ashley's notorious for not turning off specifically the bathroom light. That's the one that she can't get. And it's just because it's left on and we're not in there. Just a general annoyance, cheapskate, whatever. It can be that too. But I, yeah, the the money thing, right? You pin a pin. Oh, what do you think electricity grows on trees? I haven't said that and I won't. I think I would catch myself and then it would be even more worse because I'd be like, oh, what do you think? Hey, don't do that. And that would be very awkward and obviously you'd have to explain that. But it just, the change is inevitable. And I sense it, and it's in small doses, and I feel like there's more out there that I'm oblivious to, but I feel those. And just let's let's agree to disagree. If you know someone and their parents, and you and you see semblances in their behavior, whatever, between someone and their parents, don't come out and be like, ah, just like your dad or just like your mom. You got to ease into that a little bit. 
Because more, I mean, hopefully it goes well for them, but that glass sharing moment, you're going to like just, just damage their psyche. So let's collectively agree, ease into that one because it may not go over well. Okay, cool. Thumbs up. Um, I need to know what body part you shower first. Not in a weird way. I can tell you a lot about yourself. This is getting weirder. What body part do you wash first? Because it apparently says a lot about you. And there are so many internet personality quizzes and who are you? And some of them are really great. Let's be, let's be honest. AJ Knight on VFX. This is a producer better special, though, because he found this one. And we're definitely going to get into it for the after show. Because this one is nuts enough that I'm, I'm wholly invested. It's so out there, I'm in. I completely agree with it. The poll of the day, we shared the link on our Facebook page. Tiffany commented, she said hair. I'm hair as well. So according to this, if you wash your hair first, it basically means you're sensitive and you're seeking love, but you have the mind of an artist and you're intelligent, which I love, like right up to me. So that's what we get for Tiffany and I. Uh, some of the other ones that were listed, armpits first, you're reliable and attentive. Others tend to like you for that. Be careful though. You can sometimes be a little naive and lack self-confidence, which to be honest, kind of makes sense. So my philosophy I didn't think we were going to get into this for shower. So I do hair first because my hair, I have, gre I have greasy hair, greasy, greasy hair. And then I work from bottom up the other way because I normally don't rinse out right away. So I rinse it off because my thought process is I work from bottom up because actually it doesn't make sense. I was just going to say so that it dirt doesn't run anywhere. It hasn't, but that doesn't make sense. If I rinse it off, then it just runs over it again. So my whole plan has been a lie to myself this entire time. And I'm just realizing this. Regardless, hair, bottom up, feet all the way up to face, and that's how I do mine. And to me, it's weird. Like, one of the things that we were challenged to learn or to do in philosophy class was if you wash your hair, wash your whatever your routine is to reverse it because it becomes such an ingrained routine, it's almost impossible to do. So if you wash your hair first, wash it last, and go in opposite order, and it's just it's weird to me. Can't do it. But I want to – I had a friend in college. And then there's no, there's no, he didn't wash his feet. So what's his personality? But I remember we saw one of those commercials. It was for that little, like, it looks like a crock and you put it in your shower and then you put soap in it and then you just run your feet through it. It's supposed to scrub it and take dead skin off. Right. And he goes, why would anyone buy that? And you're like, what, to wash your feet. That's what the commercials, man. Are you not paying attention? And he goes, yeah, but like who, who actually scrubs your feet? Like the soap and water runs down. That takes care of it. Right. And, and we all just sat in silence and looked at him and said, no, because like feet is one of the danger areas. It's one of the stink areas. There's like five of them on your body that you're supposed to like make sure to wash every day because they're the highest traffic for areas for stink. And he was like, yeah, I don't scrub them. Huh? Though, can I add, he's one of those people with the shoes that fit like the glove, right? So you're supposed to be able to feel the ground. So, you know, him and his feet, that relationship was weird. Poll of the day, though. Which body part do you wash? You can comment on the link for the personality test. We're definitely going to get this after, in the after show as well. Utah's VFX on Facebook. VFX's Facebook roulette, and I'm actually very happy with this one. AJ Knight, you're friends with me on Facebook. Then your best post that I deem for the day will go on the VFX Facebook page. Uh, but this one I like because earlier this week we were talking about what's the worst piece of... What's the worst thing somebody could say to you while they're trying to give you advice, you're seeking comfort, and I can't stand the, I don't know what to tell you, because to me, it's like, I'm throwing my hands up, I have no idea, like, I don't want to talk about this. Ashley's whose post I landed on today, because it says, when someone says, don't be anxious, and your anxiety's cured, yeah, the same thing, right? We all collectively know 
You don't tell someone to just calm down. That doesn't help. You if, take a deep breath. All right, let's pause for a second here. Let's gather our thoughts. There's a couple different creative ways around it, but you don't go, hey, just calm down. Never works. Opposite effect. Don't be anxious. Opposite effect. So that wins Facebook roulette. The AJ Knight, Utah's VFX find and add both of us across all social media. Uh, vote for Park Narcs. And hopefully our lessons from the pandemic debated date this morning will stick, right? Turns out if you drove during lockdown, you may, in fact, more than likely be a very reckless driver. Though Utah, you and storms, bad weather, and darkness kind of all collectively, I think, get folded into that. Also, again, shout them out. Credit where credit is due. The after show today will be the Producer Butter special. He got a couple things he wants to get to. I'm looking forward to it. Glad to see him excited about it. That happens. The after show everywhere we are. Utah's VFX, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, wherever we are, find it. The after show is probably live there at about 1030. Otherwise, uh, enjoy the warmer weather before the rain moves in and then maybe the snow and then cools things down. And until tomorrow, Brady Night on VFX Morning Show. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Thanks for listening to VFX.